Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support the podcast. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a reboot, and no, I'm not talking about Daytona Wins. I'm talking about Block Talk Conspiracies Drag Race 15 Edition. Is it possible that the show will save a certain Twink Talk celebrity to keep things spicy despite how abysmal they are performing? Can't show a bad performance if you edit it out. All this and more as we talk things Drag Race 15. And joining me to mourn the loss of trade is Boston's own trade of the city, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. I wait. I like that new. I like that new nickname. Trade of bot. I, I I'm gonna take. Well, that. I mean, facts for facts, America. <laughs> there no, it I'm is. Doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, actually, just got back from work, but you know, fine. You're you're helping the future queer students. I am. I am giving them all the love and support they need. Um, they just happen to be extremely smart students too. So very Mm -hmm, (laughs) like mm -hmm. i got two degrees and y'all don't got one yet and i feel like i'm um (laughs) have you met riri williams yet i have not damn it i know listeners if you understand the reference you'll get it i don't know if you did but that's fine that's fine did you get the reference i maybe maybe i did maybe i didn't wakanda forever bet (laughs) okay um all right um first off we're gonna we're gonna have a quick discussion about something podcast related. Since you know me from like real life, we've hung out in real life. I took a poll because someone told me that I have a persona on the podcast, off the podcast. Um, I want to get your hot take on it because I'm not sure how I feel about it. What do you think? Do you think I have an on camera, on podcast persona? I don't think you do. I think it's okay, not in like a bad way either, right? Right. Right. Um, like no same person same person obviously in the context of each situation you're going to show up differently but same person i think same body. i think so too i think i do put on a little bit of a heightened character a little bit um where i will be a little more abrasive in the sense of i'm going to tell you my thoughts because i've earned it after 600 plus episodes um but like in real life i'm not i'm not crazy i'm not hurricane michael um love you liam uh but i'm not that I, i'm very introverted out in public sometimes yes y'all i can vouch on this so, <laughs> i don't know well, well, whatever i i'm open for this discussion if more people want to tell me that i have a um a character on the podcast you know that's fine i mean stephen colbert is a character he was a character on the colbert report and now he's Stephen colbert that is true that is true so, not a bad thing not a bad thing um i have some it's not drag news, but I have some related news to um, Drag Race 15. Um, there's been a little news that no one has discussed because why not? I mean, we do know that we're getting 90-minute episodes, right? Yes, yes, we do. Oh, 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 but wait. Real Friends of WeHo out? 
the exhibit in oh yes listeners there's a new show that's taking that time slot until we get the 90 minute episodes it's called the exhibit it's about these artists who are going to uh work to get um an exhibit with i think the met or or smithsonian or something sounds like a brilliant show and there's a reason why mtv has not plugged it unless you watch mtv um on the app yeah and i don't know what mtv is doing i don't know who's in charge of their scheduling someone made a mistake they made, mm-hmm. they made several mistakes mm-hmm. listen the gays want drag race the gays don't want anything else no the real gays well especially because they they hello then it's like i mean i remember when drag race used to be on a thursday but they switched to the friday remember that but like you had those hours blocked off to watch drag race right. I don't know. Hopefully things will get better in the future. Drag Race season 16, I have a feeling that you're going to have the best season ever because World of Wonder is going to fight for you. Oh, yes. Oh, right. yeah. Now, before we begin, as always, I must do a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented through us reality for production. We are shown with the editing of the television show wants to see what your actors present. Yes, the real people have an opportunity to go on television and share the craft, but they also want to discuss. Let's listen to the podcast and entertainment discuss reality for the show. All right. Um, season 15. How are you feeling about it? I I am enjoying it the best I can with these villain edits from MTV. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm so we're gonna discuss it because um, what you just alluded to, we'll get to it. But I I find it more of an antagonist as opposed to a villain. No one is a straight out villain, but there are people who are definitely antagonizing the room and in the box. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, and she's definitely a contender for winning the crown. Um, so I don't know what y'all are doing with this edit, but hey, it's been a while since we had a, a, a quote unquote antagonist win the season, probably mm-hmm. Sharon Needles. Yep. Everyone else has been a hero. Um, but hey, we got to change it up a little bit. I think we do. I mean, how many, mm, how many seasons? <laughs> it's, just too, it's just too easy to just give it to Sasha Colby. And I don't know if the MTV edits, they they I don't know what they'd be doing, but they making us seem like Sasha not there. But we know Sasha there. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's let, let's dive in. It's all dejection as Robin Fierce has ended her run on Drag Race. And this is coming from Lucy, which is interesting. Uh, gotta give the front runners as much airtime in the shortened episodes. <laughs> Jax is gonna read the end of the mirror message, which tells Lucy to slay these hoes, and Jax is being blocked. We love a healthy friendship. It's so healthy. <laughs> now, Jax is in the competition and is worried about herself and no one else. And I, this is our foreshadowing for what is about to come. So let's check the results. Who was shocked? Well, Mistress will say that she thinks her entire group should have been in the top, but she is glad to represent them. Cue the eye roll from Malaysia. And speaking of, Mistress and her little birdie share that some things happened in Nantucket. Lux will share that Malaysia had opinions on how she and Mistress handled the bullying of it all. Because no one cares for Untucked anymore. The show has to use the precious moments of the shortened episode to remind everyone there was, in fact, a clash. That's where I have my problem. Mm-hmm. You're giving us 90-minute episodes. You're cutting it down to an hour. And it's obviously shortened with commercials. If you watch Untucked, we already saw this. Why are we taking precious seconds away from the girls? Yeah, I wonder if it's like, again, on editing and or production side, I wonder if it's like a kind of you know mtv put another show in between us and untucked hence we 
I mean, I didn't even see what the viewer numbers were, were for Untuck this week, but or the previous week. So we don't know. We don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm still going to be this person. And I know there are people who vehemently disagree with me. I say get rid of Untucked and put it within the episode like all the fucking international seasons do. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Just give us give us a little bit more drag race instead of separating it, episodes like it that. It worked when it was a companion series that you like got to watch on YouTube. Remember back in the day when it was on the YouTube? I do. Um, <laughs> uh yeah let's do that again let, 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 let's not make it harder to access like if, if it's only watching half the story then tell us the half of the story that we're missing not one massive fight because we're not getting enough of the story in the main show yep we aren't we aren't now malaysia will tell mistress she said what she said and that's on that mistress is not thrilled with this and will uh say no, and then she's going to start laughing because she didn't think it was that serious. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, and then swoops in Mother Colby, who says how patronizing it was. The mistress is not here for Sasha's teaching moments, and I'm shocked that this didn't prompt Mistress to lose her social media accounts again. These fans are doing the most this season, aren't they? These fans are wild. Um, they are really just giving out hate left and right for no goddamn reason. Listen, I understand. Sometimes we as a society disagree with each other. It's a thing that happens. Uh, but social media is just becoming so fucking ugly that you really can hide behind a, a computer and say what you want and do what you want. Um, like last night, I, I made a comment, a joke, a joke about um, Q Filthy Delphia being burnt to the ground. It's a joke on what happens when Philadelphia sports teams win and lose. Someone got so offended by this comment. They called me fat ass. Um, and then prompted to try to like call me on Facebook Messenger and then blocked me. And I was like, first off, I'm probably drunk. Second off, really? Sports? That's what's going to really get you here? Mm -mm. I say worse things on this goddamn podcast, but apparently that's not a problem. Um, or not enough people are listening. Either way, I. I just don't understand why people think, yeah, I don't agree with them, so I'm going to attack them. Yeah, I don't understand that mentality. Also, I think people get really lost in the fact that this this is a television show. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, it's a reality competition show. These queens, whether we know it or not, probably have their own established friendships. You know that happened after production. So whatever was said mm -hmm. several months ago was said, and they've already reconciled that. Right. Um, and if they are starting more beefs, I don't know, like Roscoe's, that's on them to have their own problems and figure out. Like we obviously saw last season with Diabetti and Jasmine having their own beef um, post-show during uh, the airing of the season. Yeah. It's okay, it happens, but it's for them to figure out, not us. Exactly. We have, we have no right to chime in and be like, oh, this person's right. And they did X, Y, and Z here. Right. Um, and then trying to police them after that. Mistress will apologize to Malaysia if she made her feel a certain way, but also tells her to not speak about it when she's not in the room. And that's just one reminder that sometimes the girls forget that this is a reality TV show. And that's the whole point of Untucked. Um, and that's on period. Now, Sasha thinks the issue is resolved, but Malaysia says nothing, which gets Mistress to once again, likely unintentionally, get patronizing toward Malaysia. 
Malaysia says nothing, so Mistress laughs at the awkward silence, and everything that Sasha thought was resolved is now unresolved again. Um, here's the drama that we are setting up for the episode. What a storyline. Mistress is becoming the antagonist of the season, sort of in a way that I guess Evie was an antagonist. She's not a villain, but as someone who is unafraid to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mistress says, well, you have a blessed night and I will do the same. That's catty and shady and drag. She's mm-hmm. not a villain, but she's antagonizing the bitch. Yep. What's your take? Is it all fun and games or is this World War Drag Race? It's all fun and games. I think so too. It's all fun and games. Listen, when it gets personal and you start talking about your mama, then it's, then it's World World Drag Race. We're not exactly. there yet. We haven't gotten there. We're not. We're nowhere near. We're not even touching that surface yet. No. Well, it's a new day in the workroom and everyone is tiptoeing in as they walk on eggshells. The pressure is on and family got to fight it out. Our mistress and Malaysia good? Well, they are avoiding eye contact, kind of like Jeremy does at the club when he sees the fella he had a one-night stand with and probably avoided the second he left and did that walk of shame. Don't be calling me out like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Facts are facts. America traded the season, traded the city. <laughs> Don't be calling me out like this. No, I'm really nice. I'm really nice. I would never. No, you, be- you're the, you are, you're the sweetest pie. I am. Look at that. Really Look at that. Mm, mm. Um, no alarm, no video message, just Rue waltzing in the door, looking like a referee in jail. Um, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be starring in the reboot of one of Rue's favorite shows of all time, The Daytona Wins. Girl, a reboot works when you've had time to bereave it for being away for so long. This was an example of the show knowing they had struck gold and trying to hit it again. Spoiler alert, did not work. Did not, did not, did not work at all. Um, as a reminder, this is the show that gave us Maxine and the fart jokes. Let's see how they do it this time around. <laughs> now the action still sent around three feuding drag race dynasties. And if anyone can point that out in this story arc, I would love for you to let me know. Um, were we supposed to remember who was related to who based on last season? Because we only got one Michaels and that's all we le- learned. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they came up with this. I was like, um, <laughs> this time it's no fart jokes. The whole point of the original. Uh, no, this time they're going to do it sitcom style. Now, Jeremy, are you a fan of laugh track live audience sitcoms? I'm not. Oh, wow. You just broke my heart big time. I know, um, I know. It's my favorite genre. I love classic sitcoms, especially from like the 80s and 90s, um, which is what they're going to try to achieve here. Attempt. Attempt, yeah. Um, so you didn't really grow up on shows like Family Matters or Step by Step or Golden Girls. So those were shows that we were, you know, when we had cable, uh, we watched on, you know, those reruns right before our morning mm-hmm. or like what, Saved by the was that Saved by the Saved no, by the Bell. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch Nick and Night every night. Uh, did I watch Nick at Night every night? Not every night. That's only when we had cable. So that wasn't that's often. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> I, um, I re- I, I've gotten to the point where I love Nick and Night. Like that was the, what I would watch at night. Um, but when it started to become the shows that I used to watch in real time going on to Nick at Night, that's when I said, um, I'm going to the old folks home. My life is over. <laughs> like the second they put friends on Nick at Night, I was like, no, that's no. There's supposed to be old shows. It's not old yet. Right. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, as the winner of this maxi challenge, Aura will assign the roles. Yes, all of them. 
Uh, she will ask if she should sabotage someone, and the irony is she's going to do it herself. Poor girl. Girl got played. Girl played herself. She played herself. Well, let's pick our parts. Day 10 the Winds is about Big Daddy's funeral. Some of our roles include Fancy, the town prostitute, and Big Daddy's mistress, and Jeremy was like, well, they didn't ask my permission to turn me into a character. They really didn't. I felt I should like just be like, let me serve you my papers on this copyright. Mm-hmm. Now, Selena believes that to win this challenge, Fancy Michaels is the role to get. Heavy, 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 heavy foreshadowing right there. <laughs> Very. Now, Selena will ask for the role of Fancy or Hattie Ruth. And I was like, who the fuck is Hattie Ruth? Who the fuck is Hattie Ruth? Uh, Lucy would like Fancy. Mistress wants Fancy. Lux is also interested in Fancy. And Aura wants metal. Listen, <laughs> that should have been a bigger laugh moment, but there was just no room to breathe in this episode. There wasn't. There wasn't. Uh, Anitra said this. Now, Anitra is fucking brilliant. She's so fucking funny. The show does not have time to showcase this. Now, Aura will tell the group she wants fantasy. And if you're like, who? Well, yes. Uh, she did mispronounce the character's name. Now, for those following along with the off-show drama, Aura has been the target of mockery from Monet Exchange for her characterization on the show, specifically about her confessional persona. And Aura has clapped back saying that one, English is her second language, and two, production told her to play up the trade thing and kiss her muscles. Now, why is this important? Because I think Aura got ahead of this episode about the English as a second language, which I truly do play, think played a big part of her story arc here. Mm-hmm. It's my conspiracy two out there. Yeah, I'm talking about language and language barrier and yeah. Because that was basically what we're going to see the entire time is like she's having trouble with English. Yeah. Um, so I think she did try to warn us that this is going to be a storyline um, to her demise because yep. it's not her runways. It's not her drag. Um, it was literally her speaking. It was speaking and under, uh, and executing some of the lines. Do you think Monet is being a little harsh on her about the um, muscle kissing in confessionals? I think so. And I think Monet has a crush. I, the thing is that, again, right? I mean, Monet was on the show. Monet had, she I mean, knows. like they know what their producer, they, they all have their individual producers. We all know this. <laughs> Listen, are you saying that Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen are getting clickbait listens? I want to see that but i said it could you imagine if i did that oh my god i have a couple episodes coming up of interviews that i did that i'm going to fucking clickbait the shit out of it maybe i'll get a million billion listens <laughs> hey once those ndas are cut i know it's gone it's gone <laughs> uh-huh now aura has never done over the top so she will select the role of fancy she will give malaysia the reverend mistress will take widow lux will take leo spice takes deandra and Jax will be jackson Jackson sees the description and Jackson is a massive stoner. And she's like, hey, Jackson's my name. I'm a massive stoner. Uh, now, my dear Jax, we'll see this description. And this is going to be the plot line of her episode all episode long. It will. It will. Mm. Now, the scene partners will gather at their respective tables. And Malaysia's like, fuck, one of my scene partners is mistress. Now, let's discuss intentional or coincidence. Coincidence. Cool. I think so too. I really think she's like, whoa, wait, no, this is going, this is not what I want. But hey, you gotta play nice with everybody. I mean, that show business, right? It is, and reality TV. <laughs> Selena will look at the table and laugh alongside Anitra and Marsha. They know the drama is coming. Hashtag malicious. Um, 
do you ship Melistris? I do. <laughs> now, Sasha and Lucy at their table will note that Melistris's whole thing is a back and forth. Lux high key wants them to work together so they don't do a great job. Lux is really the mean girl of the season. I think. Is, I don't know if it's the mean girl or they just have no filter. They just say what's on their mind and it's, and it's just take it as is. It's really interesting because I, I've compared Lux kind of to Miss Fierce Delicious. They're both brats. But the way that Fierce Delicious does it, she's like, oh, I didn't mean to say it that way. Lux is like, no, I said it and I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, back with Laura and her scene partners, she will share her mother has arrived line and mistress is like, that's vivacious's quote. Now, do you think Aura really didn't know that? I think so. Um, she was I, in the room when Ariana Grande walked in saying mother has arrived, right? She was. Okay, just checking. I don't think, I really don't think, I mean, well, we'll get into it about like how overall at least we did, but there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mistress will give her a line reading, and the wheels in her mind are turning. She's got a plan. Now, Aura will share that she does not know what rigor morris means. Well, first, it's an Alyssa Edwards moment, and second, it's a play on death. Uh, she's just not connecting to the lines. Mm-hmm. So Mistress thinks that Aura not connecting to the part is reason for her to, you know, perhaps do better playing Widow. Widow is who Mistress has, so they'd essentially be swapping parts. Coincidence or evil dastardly plan? Evil dastardly plan. <laughs> I slightly think so. I don't think she intended to do it, but I think once Aura was like bombing, she's like, wait, I can get what I want. No one else is going to notice. This is perfect. Now Aura will say in confessional that she doesn't want to be the fail in the group and make the whole scene look stupid. And I'm like, girl, don't give the producers exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, They edited you out of this show so easily. They did. They did. Dax thinks Mistress just wants the role, and we will hear Mistress share her philosophy on acting and how you have to identify with the role. She knows how to play the bitch that nobody wants around, but it's still there. And I was like, is that really the persona you want to be? To each their own. Say, don't say you're that kind of bitch. Kidding, to, kidding, kidding. To each their own. To each their own. <laughs> it's true. Um, Mistress didn't get the role she wanted, but she won't stop till she did, and she did. Props to you, Mama. And it's how you play the game. <laughs> it's how you play the game. Do you think anyone will do this in future seasons? Uh, probably. Probably. And we're I mean, we've definitely hyper aware. We're all going to be hyper aware of it. Oh, absolutely. See, let, let, this is what I've said to future contestants who want to be on Drag Race. Talk to me. I will help you through the history of Drag Race. There are things you need to know about the production that you could game the system. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Bell didn't do it, but I can help you do it. <laughs> All right, we're going to head to set where Rue will play the role of director. And by director, I mean stand there and set the girls up for literal failure. What was Michelle doing? I, like, this is the first time I'm going to say it. Bring back Michelle. I know Rue as a director. Um, yeah, I have thoughts. Yeah, not good, not good. Uh, we're going to start with the scene between Spice and Lucy. And I'm sorry, Spice's belief of what a Southern accent was a failure last time she did it in Snatch Game. And she's just bringing it back here. Uh, what is she not connecting with? And um, why does she think this accent is funny? I don't know. And I wonder if it's like the, something that maybe like a act or persona done with her twin with sugar. Uh, but the accent does not give South. It gives. Is it possible? Is it possible that 
Spice heard the critiques that it wasn't good and said, but I think it's good, so I'm going to keep doing it. It could be. I think she's just that kind of person because we're going to see what she does later on that mm-hmm. I would have literally said, get out of my fucking studio, you bitch. Mm-hmm. Lucy is brilliant. And to the writers, y'all messed up the comedy. Wanda and Zelda? No, 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 bitch. It would have been funnier if it was Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda. Come on, yeah. Sabrina. Reference. Hire me to write your shit. I can do good comedy too. Why do they flub that? Wanda is, and Zelda? This is your plug right now for World of Wonder. Hire me. Oh my God. I was like, I, I'm hearing this right, right? Am I, am I like ensuring candidate things? Like, am I not understanding what things were? No, no. Hilda, Hilda Zelda, that should have been a joke. Um, now, Rue's going to give Spice some direction about slowing down the A and T line, and she just can't get it. Rue will call her out for being a Disney Channel kid and still unable to capture that style of sitcom acting. She is not taking direction well. She's not. She's not. Um, were you ever a Disney Channel kid when, when you had cable? Yes, I was. What was yes, your show? I, um, I had what? Phil of the Future was one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, That's So Raven. Yes, yes, yes. And Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Of course, of course. So you, you would have been too old for Hannah Montana and um, Shake It Up. Um, and- so Hannah Montana would have come out around the same time Sweet Life of Zach and Cody came out. Mm-hmm. You, so you just hated Southern people? Oh my goodness. Full circle. Full circle. Uh, no. Um, yeah, no, those shows, I mean, those were the shows, I think, yeah, and then, what is it? I think Shake It Up is when I um, aged out. Mm-hmm. And um, Sunny, what was it? What, everything oh, Sunny with a Chance. Sunny with a Chance, yes. Demi Lovato, of course. Yeah. Uh, so many, so many famous Disney kids. Well, I remember when Sunny with a Chance was legitimately a Disney Channel, like five minute short episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember that. And then they got their um, own. <laughs> listeners, if you're doing the age count, yes, I'm older than Jeremy. And yes, I watch all those shows too. I don't care. I'm a Disney person. Um, don't judge me. All right, next scene, we have Mistress say her vivacious line to which Malaysia's reverend character slams the door in her face. And the beauty of this moment, Malaysia found so much joy slamming that door. <laughs> Brilliant. So funny. I, now, it was, I was dying. I was laughing at that part. I kid you not. Rue will tell Malaysia to milk her moment and suggest speaking in tongues. Is that or has it ever been funny as a bit of comedy or... Why? Why is Rue telling us to do this? I don't know. And I think, you know what humor I think Rue was trying to get at was like, um, I think about, you know, those Medea plays that Tyler mm-hmm, Perry does mm-hmm. and they have scenes similar to this and then you just start saying shit. I think that's what Rue wanted. But I was like, this is a different, this is a whole different show to be. Let, let's say we're in like another multiverse and Marsha had the part of the Reverend. I don't think Rue's going to ask her to do that. Yeah, no. Because that would be really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Malaysia made it work, but um, I was just very bit uncomfy with it. Mistress is playing up her character, and we have a moment where Jax takes on a very slowed and drawn-out country bumpkin character. Rue will cut it and give her a suggestion. Jax, like Jax, will say directly what the character description says, and like the good, studious person they are, played it how they believed it was supposed to be played. And Rue was like, okay, right, but you're trying to get the spinoff. We will learn later the true inspiration of this character, but why couldn't Rue just be like, your line is party, 
who is a famous stoner from the Drag Race Cinematic Universe who says party? Honestly. That, honestly. Got it. I didn't, okay, so this is a T. Most people don't even know these references. And I was like, Rue, just tell them. Just tell them there were a reference to someone and it will click. <laughs> how? How do they not know these references? That's what I'm saying. How do you not know your Drag Race lore? Because I have a feeling that some these are some of the queens that watch post a certain season. Mm-hmm. Next time, come to Block Talk University <laughs> for my drag you. All right. All she had to do was be Southern the door. Um, it would have been funny. Funny. Anyway, Mistress is told to have fun. She sure does. She will ad lib with Malaysia and Ruiz in stitches. And there is the spinoff, Heaven and Hell. Uh, when can we expect that on Wow Presents Plus? Give it two months right after Drag Race. <laughs> Literally, they are already filming it. Um, now we have another scene, and it's time to see Aura not know what this show is. I know they have very limited time to rehearse and get in drag and film this shit, but like certainly the bitch had had just seen the show before. Like these are classic Drag Race quotes. How did she not know any hole is a goal? The most the most important line and use is line. Is it the stress of the pressure cooker that is drag race? I, I think it is. I I do want to give some of the queens credit, right? Because when you're just reading through something and you're in a high stress situation, those words are just words, nothing else. Yeah. You're just trying to I get mean, the reality of this is they probably showed up to start filming at 7 a.m. Yep. for the the table part um they got to this set moment with rue because rue's still wearing that referee outfit probably by um probably one two o'clock um yep. so they had like no time to do anything exactly i don't know how things work if someone would love to tell me one day i'd love to know do you think we've seen many times where the the, the kids flood their lines do you think we need cue cards i think we need cue cards i think it's time for cue cards I think so. Give them a monitor. Give them cue cards. Give them something. Help them out. It's, like, it's not a funny plot line anymore. Or like at this point, because we know for some of these, some of these like acting scenes that the group is isn't always presenting at the same time. Right. Literally, have some of your teammates get a big ass card and start writing words. Literally, um, yeah. I felt bad for the girl. Like my god, it was bad. Like there was no saving her. And Rue will try to give her line readings, and she's just not getting it. Um, and then we have the last two pages and the girls are getting a surprise guest cameo. Now, listen, watching back, we heard the voice and it truly was the last person I thought it would walk through the door. Now, when you first watched it, who did you think it was? I, well, one, I was at a bar at Club Cafe, so I could barely hear. But <laughs> I was like, oh, did they bring back a queen from, you know, earlier? Because we couldn't hear. But right. I was like, Damn. I was I was gagged. We were all gagged when we found out who it was. I but. was like, it's Ross or someone. Like the, the, the it was a deep voice. I was like, oh, it has to be like a, a gag that it's someone funny who's doing a deep voice or something. Oh, we'll get to it because it was not a, a deep voice that was fake. That was a real voice. It, it was hilarious when we got that reveal. I think mm-hmm. now it's time to get ready to view the Daytona wins too. But first, we have to see how Malistris is doing. Malaysia will ask Mistress if it's safe to sit next to her. And of course, this was contrived and forced by the producers. Malaysia will say that they had a rocky patch and wants to explain why it might have been that way. She will say that they play a lot as they have a pageant background where they read and throw jokes. But the challenge, she felt Mistress wasn't being nice. Mistress didn't want it to feel like that. And she and Lux were being bullies. She didn't want that verbiage to happen. 
um, because it can get very misconstrued. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched it. I use the same word. I I call it bullying. Yeah, you don't have to call it that. I, I just that's what I saw it as. Malaysia will tell her if she wasn't being clear or made her feel away, she apologizes, but her feelings are her feelings. Mistress believes Malaysia had a moment where she flipped a switch, but for her to feel like she was bullying her is not right. Malaysia doesn't want to lose Mistress's support as they lean on each other as they are the closest people to one another there. All it takes is an adult conversation. And I said, wow, what an adult conversation. There are so many moments in my life where I wish people didn't ghost me and had a full adult conversation. Fuck I haven't them. brought that up in so long. <laughs> People have adult conversations. We're all adults. If you are over the age of 21, you're a fucking adult. True. If you're okay, let's let's be real. Me who works at a college, once you hit 18. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was being nice. 18, yeah. But those conversations between 18 and 21, they're they're a little dramatic. They can they still be. get accomplished all the time. They can be. And you're like, have you ever thought about sitting down and like not texting this and have a conversation no me okay how about we do that let's let's that part (laughs) that part now mistress says she is understanding person but if she feels pushed against the wall the beast comes out and malaysia wants to avoid that too uh so are they good did they squash the tension well they are big bitches so they squash anything they can make that joke no one else can and that's on that we're done with the mirror chat we are, yep, we are. The, the edit, so, at, the way that basically, edit, once look, again, once again, we're not learning backstories about the people we want to be learning the backstories about. We just have to continue the storyline that means jack shit to this episode, aside mm-hmm. from them being in the top. Yep. Give us the full cut. I need the full show. Give me what was missing. I, it's a fact that we're missing so much backstory from everybody. So much. I don't even know what a nature does. Yeah, no, because like I even think about what was it a few weeks ago? Was it a few weeks ago? I can't, I can't recall. But when we had, sorry, the weeks just get mashed. But I think about like there's so many queens so far that have gotten eliminated that we got no story from. L- yes i mean again like i personally very biased i want a full poppy backstory yeah i want to i want that i want a robin fierce story like i i, I need <laughs> literally i love robin i think she's brilliant but there, based on this there's no chance she's ever coming back on the show yeah because the way the witch the look at how they slice like we have no we've got no backstory on lux we've got no backstory on nature we have no backstory on marcia besides that She's been on Broadway, which yay. Um, just there's more. We need more. The only and the only time we got a backstory somewhat was Sugar and Spice on that episode. Yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. Conspiracy theories, they're out there. Um, listen to past episodes, I go hard on it. Anyway, we're gonna hit the main stage. And there is an editor out there who was fired after they had a few frames where they forgot to color match the new delusion to Rue's skin. Uh, those first few steps until she stands, uh, that color was sand that is not black butter uh like each frame was a different color um that's when i would have yelled cut and put ruin something else like what was she wearing what was that cut out that was not good mm. but the hair was magnificent oh always i mean 
She brings the wigs. She brings the wigs. She sure does. Now, this week on the panel is Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and Harvey Gann, a.k.a. the performer who will forever play George Santos. <laughs> Have you seen um, Harvey Gann do it on The Late Show? I haven't. I need to watch that. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, also, Harvey Gann, our first uh, crossover judge from Dragula. I love that. Mm-hmm. We love it. Well, this season, at least, I'm saying. Um, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to discuss the Shona wins, too. Then we'll dive into the runways. So bad, then good. Okay, sounds good. All right, listen, I am a huge sitcom fan. It's already been established. And I know that the entire scene is going to stray away from those stereotypes into a bit of a different style of comedy. That's why having this fun and cheery intro music paired with a fucking funeral is comedy in some parts of the world of comedy. I just wish we were told that the humor is going to lean more toward like too many cooks rather than a straight up parody of classic sitcoms. The tone of this entire acting challenge was so confusing. And I guess we should have known that when we got the scream after Mr. Simulage's introduction. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. Now, there, I did my hot take on my um, TikTok and there, I got some people being like, no, that's the kind of comedy. It's great, blah, 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 blah. Referencing, referencing. I was like, but I don't know that. I know classic comedy. That's what you told me. You said we're doing a sitcom. Yep. Uh, it looks like, you know, when someone has this vision and execution don't match. That's what this. That part. It, that, that was this. Also, I'm curious how much of this was cut out because the story felt very rushed. Like release the full edit. We lost probably a good three, four minutes of what the full cut was. Yep. And. I mean, based on them tweets, there were so many parts that were cut out that mm-hmm. people thought that they were going to air. They, they thought they got the full version when they were there on set. Right. And what, what they watched was not that full version. Release the full one, please. Um, now, the title card with the house behind it, very classic sitcom. I appreciated that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to dive into that. That's why I was um, first off, Lucy was brilliant. I can't wait to see her act up on screen after this show. I, I'm a huge Lucy LaDuca fan. She has the acting skills and I love it. She's so good. Um, I, I can't wait to see what Broadway show she's going to make her debut in. Uh, probably not Chicago. And probably not that, but now they, now we have a, a drag queen alum that's on Broadway. The Listen, I, 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 I was chatting with Marsha, um, and I was like, I wanted to see you and Anne Juliet. She's like, I'd love to do a little stint on it. I was like, listen, it's going to happen. Like, Jinx opened that door very big for everybody. Uh, the producers of all the Broadway shows know that Drag Race is the key to getting people in seats. So, Marsha, yep. you're going to be on Broadway again. Yep, especially when, yep, these Broadway producers and things want younger and more folks at the, at the shows. Mm-hmm. Now, things were cut out, obviously. Spice had her ass saved through this editing. They made her look better than she was. Yes, I think so. Abysmal. I agree. I agree. Um, now, I loved the I feel very attacked line coming from an actual literal aunt. That was funny. Stupid funny. And then we have Sasha and Lux enter and have a line saying, we're still together. And then an incredibly awkward silence. This is where a laugh track should go. But because of how they were editing this, it made them all look so bad. But allegedly, this is all intentional. Allegedly. I don't get it. 
it's not my kind of humor. It was. I know for me, the humor was not for me. It was not. Um, and a lot of it, be, maybe because of the edit, editing or the style, a lot of it went over my head and it was like, it just doesn't, it's not it. it, it I, yes, it's the style that just didn't mesh with drag. There's a reason why like slapstick comedy goes to drag. Like there, this the, dry humor is not what Drag Race does. And I think this proves it. I hope, I hope. Um, Sasha, great actress. Lux hammed it up. Um, the whole Ants in the Pants was really just Spice trying to be her version of Miley again. Like it yep. looked like fucking Miley. Yep, it was it was, it was same character, same everything. Now our next scene involves Malaysia as the Reverend who can't see. And again, the editors are giving us comedy in threes, but it's the same exact cut of the Reverend turning around. I don't know if anyone else noticed it. It was the same exact thing that goes back to the style of comedy that they were intending for us. If we knew that, maybe we would have had a different lens as we were watching, but I was like, oh, this yep. is weird. Did they not have it cut right? The door bit was brilliant, and I wish we didn't get to see that during the filming um, because I think it would have made the whole scene better if that was like our first ha-ha we're actually laughing out loud with you. <sighs> Jax really dove into that accent first and the character last. Uh, what a waste of that party line. She didn't get it. She didn't. She didn't. I mean, she 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 got it, but she was playing it how she thought. She was playing it like this was Chekhov, Shakespeare. Yes, not the same thing. Um, now, Mistress and Malaysia had exceptional chemistry together. Uh, Mistress understands how to be campy in ways that I think Drag Race loves, which didn't work with the rest of the comedy. So it's like, why did Mistress get to be the campy sitcom character, but no one else did? Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the Kill Bill style cutaways with Fancy and Widow locking eyes. I that was funny to me. Um, that was that you, was really funny. Are you a Kill Bill fan? I am. Yeah, good shit, good stuff. Now Lucy borrowed Trinity's voice to do the "I can't wait to see how this turns out." Very well played. But then they kept the camera on her and had a cough. Was this to just say this is why Lucy wasn't in the top? Like, I don't get it. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed about how they were able to splice this up. I really, yeah. because I'm, I just feel bad for the queens. I feel bad for I them too. Because um, it, the editing did not let them shine. Not at all. Aura. Last week, she says she's not a rapturous. She is. Uh, this week, I can confirm she is not an actress. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm convinced there was a scene with the will reading. I want it. Because we have the, then the Cardi B line. It's like, but that came out of nowhere. I, did, did we get Cardi B in the, the will? That's what I want. Mm-hmm. The eulogy? Come on, give it to me. And nature's line deliveries were excellent. She must have an acting background. I was very impressed with her. And her character was a, like a late scene entrance, but she still sold it. I mean, like I said, dark horse of the season. Mm-hmm. Marsha, actress. Her characterization was exceptional. She took the role and made it silly. Was I watching Marsha play Marsha? A tad, but hey, if you know what works. And she made it work. She made it work. She did. Now, this entire scene was just the best of clip show of famous drag race quotes. And I think it's unfair to those queens that are forced to regurgitate these lines and not have the moment to make their own quotable meme. 
like we will always remember Lady Camden's Maxine and yet that didn't exist here because we were stuck with the classics. I think there needs to be a balance of the two worlds. I agree. Why can't we have another Maxine moment where these 11 contestants will get to use that for ever? Why, why do we have to regurgitate Latrice and, and Adore and all these lines we've heard millions of times? Like, I do not need to hear, uh, get those nuts away from my face one more time. I am done. Yeah, no, it, it, this was a missed opportunity for the, again, a missed opportunity for the queens to be themselves. Literally. Following line by line, every single drag race line we've been hearing since like season two. Now, Selena. She looked hot in that dress. It was exceptional. Why can't she wear good shit in the runway? Girl. <laughs> that mug, that was painted. That was stamped. Now, the whole punchline of this last scene is, one, the farts from the urn, and two, the ashes were used to make brownies. I saw that coming a mile away. I turned to my mom and said, I know what the writing is. Is it because I'm a writer? Probably. Probably. Did other people get it too because it was obvious because this is supposed to be a sitcom? Yeah. Um, but the way that Anitra and Marsha played it was classic comedy. That's the spinoff I want. Mm-hmm. Jax. Love you, Jax. But you completely flubbed the sickening line. Um, she needed to camp it up. Like Anitra did Latrice, Jax, and had to do Shangela. Uh, pan to the camera. Give us the gif. What did she not get? I think, again, I think it was probably nerves or how she was playing that character. Either or. Yeah. So we finally get to the mysterious cameo and it's Danny Trejo. Uh, incredibly random. If you told me Danny Trejo just happened to be near the set and they said, here, do this, I would have believed you. But if, but the, if you stay machete, you don't have to get machete was easily the best written line of this entire scene. Um, and it didn't even go to one of the girls. If it. you want to do the classic shit, infuse it like with this. Infuse it with something new. This was funny. That I was dying uh, from laughter from that. At the same time, did he show the those queens how you do with random ass line deliveries? Yes. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Even when we get to the next part, which I have a big take on that one, he was still doing it in his own way. Yep. Um, do you think Danny Trejo has ever watched an episode of Drag Race? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. Obviously I don't think his daughter so. did, but I don't think he has. Either. I don't think so, but I think it was so, I kid you not, you know what line that got me? Him just saying Miss Vanjie, I'm the fuck. <laughs> and so like, stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. And we know he probably never watched it, but he was like, great. I just got to say it. Great. I'll say that. Um, have you seen the film Machete? I have. I've never seen it. Would I like it? Um, if you like gore and I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I am watching The Walking Dead right now, so I probably can handle it. Yeah. All right. So with only 44 minutes of showtime, I do think it's unfortunate that we had time spent with Danny Trejo's other entrance lines. That would have been better served as extras for like social media. This should have been all on the girls, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I think what we're going to remember out of this entire scene is Danny Trejo. That's very much true because you, I can't recall most of the like watching it and then rewatching. It was like everyone just faded. And again, no one had a Maxine line. Yep. No one had their own moment. 
Yep. Overall, this is not what I expected simply due to how it was presented. The first iteration of this challenge was set to be a drama and had fart jokes, and that was hilarious. This reboot reboot was set to be a comedy, and the dry humor just didn't land here. Um, I will say Rue saying afterwards um, that the surreal touches were paying homage to Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Was needed. If you told me that was from post-production, I would actually believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for the clarification. It's a very old reference and a very old show, but um, yeah, this did not mesh with Drag Race. It didn't. And look, they tried it. They hope they don't try it again. Agreed. Uh, but hey, listen, we love trilogies, so get ready for part three next year. <laughs> All right. Category is Puffa Please. In honor of this runway, we will play Pass the Puffer or Puff Puffin' Away. Um, now, I know you would never be caught dead in a puffer jacket. I would not. That You're not too my... fashionable for that shit. That is not my aesthetic. Uh-uh. I gotta say, this was a good runway. It was Overall. a good runway. I think, it's, I think it was one of my favorite runways. I agree. It, was, it allowed you to be so unique and different and fun, and that's why we like it. Mm-hmm. So let's begin. Lucy LaJuca, look by Pyretta Victory. Uh, this is one of my favorite looks in show history. Listen, runway looks don't have to be fashion week looks every time. Campy looks can have the same impact, and this was it. She has taken the state of Marshmallow Man and made a drag in all the right ways. I love the puffer jacket and then the Leo giving you exactly who the character is. Um, the hair is really cute, and I think a good color contrast. She looks happy, and I adore this. And if you can't appreciate this look for the concept and execution, I think you just do not appreciate camp and therefore cannot appreciate the full scope of drag. Yes, I said that. For more hot takes, follow me on TikTok. (laughs) Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you on everything. Um, I really enjoyed this look, and it is camp. Point blank period, it's camp. When I saw it in the... um coming up i screamed i was like that's so brilliant uh it, it was really really good it's a it's past the puffer for me yeah it's past the puffer audience 78 past the puffer 22 percent puff puff going away and i think some of you don't like him all right spice look by marco marco hair by michael deluca as far as diversifying her wardrobe i will give her mad props for it i love the color and it plays beautifully with the black hair i think this is very cute and i think all um save spice conspiracies i may have this is a successful look she's giving you drag and she's giving you fashion I, i agree but i really i think for me like look is astounding it's much more polished and and something different it's a different silhouette mm-hmm. than they've been presenting so far this season. Um, I just wanted to be more puffy. Fair. That's fair. That's it. That's the only thing that I have. Like, I would this, love- this was yeah. puffy in, if you got a, a unique little puffer jacket. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's barely any puff. But I do like the puff on the boots. The puff very the smart. Boots. Very cute. Carson says she could have been the star of the show. He says he chuckled and the laugh track helped and made him think she was good. He thinks she fixated on the airhead clueless one, which was fine, but it was the, the entire performance. Michelle says her challenge for her is to do something different on the runway as it's literally choreographed the same thing every single time she comes on. Cue the montage. She says she's bored. Spice says she will spice it up for her. I just, I just... I want to slap her in the fucking face sometimes. <laughs> but credit where credit's due. This was a good look. Pass the puffer. Pass the puffer. 
some of y'all are haters. 55% pass the puff or 45% puff, puff and away. If I would really actually like you to DM me and tell me your critiques for this look, because I don't know what they are. Cause I think she, I think she hit the, she hit, she gave me high fashion mm-hmm. and she gave me the puffer. Absolutely. Sasha Colby look by Michael Nego hair piece by Sonia Diaz. She is giving you high fashion on the runway. We've seen a B motif on the draggers before. In fact, Honey Davenport must be fuming. Uh, it's a very subtle look and concept, but executed flawless. I love the hair. It's her best hair moment all season. She is sexy and she fucking knows it. She is. And I kid you not, I would I think my jaw dropped when I saw this. Uh-huh. Cause this look, yeah. Mm-mm. Top look. Top look. I agree. Pass the puffer. Pass the puffer. Audience, 94% pass the puffer. 6% puff, puff, and away. Lux Noir London. Look by Marco Marco. Uh, I love this. She's like, this is Jackie Kennedy. And I'm like, girl, get a step stool because that's a stretch. Um, what this is actually serving is Chris Tucker is Ruby Road on the fifth element. It's a drag moment and a really solid concept. The only thing I would have edited and adjusted was the pumps. The color was slightly off. And I think if she was able to either figure out a boot moment in puffer material, it would have brought out everything together or just went with a simple black pump. Yep. I, I agree. Or they could have like, you know, covered the heel with some puffy fabric. Right. Yeah. Right. That, with a color that matched. Cause, yeah, because it, it was slightly off. If you go yeah. in and look at it, it is slightly off. Yeah, it's light pink with hot pink. That's that's the exactly. only thing. different pink shades. Um, but yeah, this is definitely fifth element. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know. I and I love the fact that the neck puffs the neck puffs back and has just plain black with a pink outline. So good for pop. I love it. It's past the puffer for me. Past the puffer. Audience, 85% past the puffer, 15% puff, puff, and away. Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, look by Javi B, here by Wigs, by Golgi. I think the thing that bothers me is the material being so basic drag. Like, I've seen it before, and I hated it then. Sorry, Misty Mountains, I love you, but I hate this material. Um, what she does succeed is the silhouette and the execution of this look. She's giving you a down south mama saying, hold up, she don't love you like I love you whopping her babies in the ass for not calling her every day of the week. Um, she's giving you a story. She's giving you drag. And at this point, this is what should be celebrated. This was going to be a hard category for a big girl, as Mistress will point out later. And I think using white and yellow took away from the bulk. But with such a busy pattern, it then made you look at every fucking element of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Don't ever wear that pattern ever, ever. Don't wear it. Don't do me, it. Me? I, I, I should try it. Let's see. No, I'm sure you have a polo in it. Yeah, I would. Down. <laughs> you would, you would. Um, what'd you think of the look? I like the look. Um, again, simple, but also like it hits the mark. Like I'm not like thrown away, but at the same time, it was like, she did the job. Absolutely. Harvey says that when they saw her, their eyes were glued to her and wanted to hear what the next line she had to say was michelle says she embodied it and that's what they needed in the acting challenge carson says her runaway is one of his favorites giving norma kamali from minute Maid realness he loves the lemon carton as the bag at gives the little twist of camp and makes them smile i will give her a pass the puffer pass the puffer for me audience 74 percent pass the puffer 26 percent puff puff away 
or Mayori. Uh, hair by Koji Ichikawa. Look by, and this made me so excited, Utica. What an exceptional concept here. She is giving you geisha and puffer. This is kimono is beautiful. I adore this burgundy material that in the right light highlights the red but masks itself in black. The hair is brilliant. Using a belt to break up the look was a smart idea. I think a stunning statement piece for a necklace was the only thing she needed. And had she faded into the background in this challenge, this look would have saved her. Mm -hmm. I, so I like the look. I enjoyed the look. I think for me, the belt threw it off and I, I know it's part of the outfit, but I, I would have loved again, heavier, like a big statement piece on the neck. What I would have loved is if when they like opened up the belt also detached. So yeah, would split in the middle um but i i love the i like the look um i just wish the belt wasn't there that's fair that's absolutely fair michelle loves the look and says she looks beautiful harvey says her look is sandy at the end of greece meets memoirs of geisha and they would watch the shit out of that movie tarson says in the acting challenge didn't pop for him he says that as the widow of big daddy she could have been really hysteronic and over the top Rue says she has the willingness, but it also was difficult to direct because she had come in with a set idea and it wasn't working. Sure, that's the reason, Rue. Um, fine. It, the look, pass the puffer. Pass the puffer. Audience, 73% pass the puffer. 27% puff, puff, and away. Jax, look by 10 yards clothing, hair by wigs by Atlas. Again, it's easy motif to do a B as this is the second of the night and with Sasha going first, Jax was going to have all eyes on her and critiquing her at every moment. Um, but this is who Jax is. I see this in Jax. I love the paisley fabrics used to make this look stand out. The mesh is not my favorite. It's very basic, yet too busy and pulls your eye from the amazing jacket. I would have gone with a solid color. Um, now the booties, this is what I was saying about Lux. Jax executed the concept perfectly there. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I would have loved if Jax did a nude illusion I would take it because again the, the the black net is so busy mm-hmm. of an already busy coat pattern so i'm getting two different patterns and my eyes like where do i go first absolutely michelle says when Oric came in with what she thought she needed to do she says jacks had no point of view she said it was just lines being said she says on the runway she lost her eyes as there they were light inside they became very small and wants them bigger Rue says she didn't understand the line party, which was taken from a door. Rue says she says it in this Valley Girl way. Carson says he didn't know who Jackson was, and Jax will say that she got too strung up in what she read as the character description, which is supposed to be a stoner girl. And Rue says it was meant to be a funny stoner girl. No shit, Sherlock. Um, I love this look. Pass the puffer. Pass the puffer. Audience, 74% pass the puffer, 26% puff, puff, and away. Mistress Isabel Brooks. Look by Ruben Izaza. Um, I was so iffy on this one. Watching it for the first time, I was not a fan of it because I didn't like how the bottom moved. When she is stationary and in photos, this is incredible. She took two used too often drag elements in the chaps and the bell bottom flare and created an iconic look. The pink and yellow pair beautifully together. Was this inspiration for the promo looks? Conspiracy unlocked. The hat. I know it's trending. I wore them in the early 2000s and I think they should have stayed there. But she is showing drag skin and she looks and feels sexy and that is amazing to celebrate. Yep. Okay. Can we pay attention to the detail that her hat was her like bucket hat was also a puffer? Sure was. 
like attention was popping, which yeah. I loved. Um, I love the outfit. Um, I think in the runway when I was watching it, um, I had to do a double take when I was watching it because it looked like the bottom part didn't fit as tight as it needed to. Yeah. But again, standing still right there, I was like, it gives you everything. Um, do you own a bucket hat? I do not own a bucket hat. Good. Do yeah. not. Apparently, when I was in Vermont, apparently that's that was a trend with all these these youngins. And I said, bucket hat? No. <laughs> of course. Um Carson says, fancy here's your one chance. She did not let them down. He says the look is very fun because she took Puffer and made a drag. He says she gave them a chop of the bell bottom and great bustier with her titty twerk. Harvey says that she was one of the people that they were just drawn to as soon as the door opened with her energy. They could tell with her ad-libs that she was just being free and throwing them in. They say they love when body positivity is thrown in and tells her to keep doing it. Bruce says that every ad-lib she did was funny, which is very rare. Um, I'm going to give this a pass the puffer, but like again, because of the photos, not the runway. Mm-hmm. Pass the puffer. Audience, 72% pass the puffer, 28% puff, puff it away. Anitra, no designers listed. Um, I think her humor is my favorite part about her. She's so dry. So when she said she was representing the Las Vegas State Bird, the prostitute, I howled. Uh, yeah. There are so many things wrong with that statement, yet it was so right. Pink and red are a brilliant color story. She's knocking out of the park with the storytelling. It is on the simpler side of, hey, look, I'm skinny. I don't have to wear a lot. And she got away with it. I think she could have had a higher placement with a bigger, bolder look. Yep. I think the look was too simple. Um, like we love a red and pink combo, always mm-hmm. works together, always works together. But I mean, she gave what I got was let me just put on this puffer jacket and we're done. We don't gotta do yeah. more, more than that. Carson says her scenes with Marcia was some of the best because she was connected with her scene partner. Michelle says chemistry is what it's all about. Harvey says she looks so cool and owned the stage when she walked. And Carson says that she's giving gastric eleganza with Michelle following up with, you better walk that leaky gut. And that's how memes are made. Um, it's a pass the puffer. Very, very, very soft. Soft. Yeah, it is a soft pass the puffer. Hit the assignment. Audience, 81% pass the puffer, 19% puff, puff on away. Marsha, 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 look by Marsha. Uh, this is a drag moment for Marsha. And let's celebrate that Rue finally gets that from her. Uh, I think this is a fun concept that easily could be redone and heightened. I like the idea of having a bra and panty with a tiny puffer jacket, but imagine this with Lucy's puffer jacket. That's all it would have taken. Bigger is better and better is bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And the boots, super fun. This is my favorite Marsha hair all season long. It's playful and cute. And I love a story. And Marsha makes storytelling a priority in her drag. Future queens, take that into consideration. I love that she gives a story. Um... Because down to, like, not only did she commit to the acting of it, she was like, I'm going to put on some more makeup around my neck and chest. Literally. To make y'all pretend, like, you, you know how. Also, have I I am that person. I am that person to be walking out in, like, 15-degree weather. Yeah. And that'd be me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, have you ever gotten frostbite when you were in Vermont? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Harvey says she was fun. They can tell she is a theater kid as she can set up a joke and committed to the character the whole time. Carson says the look is like Elsa if she were a slut. He says he needed more and wants her to dragify it as it is icy and sparkle. Um, Michelle says this is the most makeup she's had on in her entire life. Cue Rue laughing. 
Uh, she says she loves that she's taking risks and think bigger risk awaits. She is getting there. Um, Roots, why does why did Wu cast her if this was going to be the plot line? I he wants to see growth. I don't know. Is this the the is she being made an example to future queens wear makeup? I think so. Uh, I like this look. I'm going to give the pass the puffer. I pass the puffer. Audience, I don't know what you're doing. You are mad. 54% pass the puffer, 46% puff puffing away. You want more? Oh, no. And finally, Selena Stiddies. Uh, look by Howie B. Hair by GL Walt. Nails by Nails by Chada. Uh, this is so simple, but it's the execution and concept that knocks it out of the park to be her best runway all season. And why is that? Storytelling. I love that each compartment has a different something in it. I wish it was a reveal in the way that like Got Mick had a jacket reveal with items inside of it. I would have loved to know what she's packing and that pussy reveal is not what I wanted to know she was packing. Um, no, no it different. It was different. <laughs> uh, her mug is exceptional. The entire episode, she looks stunning. The hair could have been blown up a bit simply because the hood was taking over. Overall, I think Selena had a very good week. I think she had a good week. I love this. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but it gives you like, for me, it gives me very New York City um, vibes of like you yes. would see someone wearing this down the street. Oh, yes. Teenagers probably wearing this down the street after probably. Oh, yes. seeing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it a pass the puffer. Pass the puffer. Audience, 57% pass the puffer, 43% puff, puff it away. What are you hating about it? Please tell me. DM me. Yeah. These people. Who has decided? That Lucy, Sasha, Lux, and Selena are safe, leaving Spice, Jax, Marsha, Nietzsche, Malaysia, Mistress, and Aura as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. Do not. Why is Lucy safe? I don't get it. It's almost like they're trying to janify Lucy. I think so. It's not fair. They said, no, sorry, you can't do this. (laughs) They're like, hey, Lucy, we're going to make you angry. You're safe. And, and what, what? Why? Why? Tell me why. <sighs> who? Who would you have switched around? Um. Honestly, I think I really wanted. Who would I switch around? All the people that I just I've been like fan faves for, just all should have been up there on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that's and again, it's hard to know what was cut out and if that had any impact in this result. Because again, Sasha's runway, A plus, her performance was very good, but we had one line from her. Yeah. So it's it's hard to know why she was where she was. Exactly. Anyway, Rue has decided that Mistress is the winner and gets $5,000 courtesy of Got to Be Glue, the glue hair spray that every fucking drag queen uses. It's that yellow <laughs> bottle. I'm sure you've seen it before. Oh, I've seen it. I have. Malaysia, Anitra, Marsha, and Spice are safe. Jackson are on the bottom too. Do you agree? I don't. Ready? Conspiracy. Let's go. It should have been Spice instead of Jax. The reason why is they do not want to get rid of Spice. They need Spice for whatever they need her for. Jax would, was going to send Aura home. Aura would have sent Spice home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially on that song. Yep. Like, I do not want to see Spice perform that song ever because it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, Spice would have just 
Yeah, would have been over with. Yeah. But what makes it worse is when Spice is called safe, she does the trot. Disrespectful or trolling? I think she's trolling. But why? I think maybe it's her young naiveness to drag. Um, Because, you know, as a judge, you know, if you said something like that and they did it, would I take offense to it? Kind of. But at the same time, I think Spice is something that we have not seen yet in Drag Race and it's just having fun regardless of what people are saying to them. Anytime we've had a queen get critiqued or told to change something up or do something different or stop doing something, we've seen them do it. We've seen them implement the judges' critiques because they take the judges' critiques seriously. I almost wonder if Spice is like, I'm untouchable. I don't need to take the judges' critiques because I'm here because who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not hating on Spice. I've already said she did great things this episode. I've said she did terrible things this episode. But it's not fair to some of the eliminated queens who should have more screen time than she does. The song is Sweetest Pie by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. Uh, this was so up Jax's wheelhouse. This, I was like, when they play this song, I was like, Jax got this. Yeah. Um, Aura is a great performer, but I'm sorry Jax gave you one of the strongest solo lip syncs in show history. They did. She can perform and she proved it. Not only can't, you know, most queens, they can't be doing flips and still lip sync at the same time. Literally. Um... I think both queens removing their giant ass coats was the smartest move, but I really do think Aura had checked out. Like, Jax knew that she had to be on offense because she had already lip synced twice. This was yep. Aura's first time, but I think she was just so in her head that she's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yep. In the end, Jax says Aura is eliminated. Do you agree? I agree. Based on lip sync performance, I agree. Fully. Well, Aura will leave by saying, my dead dad will hunt you all. Um... Did not plan that, she said. Um, also want to know what that means. Same. Wanna... <laughs> Watch Untoxing. Maybe you'll fucking learn about her backstory. Jesus Christ. Um, let's talk about the highlights of Untucked. I, I, this was one of those Untucked where if you didn't watch it, I don't know if it's going to affect the rest of the season. But mm-hmm. if you did watch it, you're going to feel a certain way about a certain someone named Lucy LaDuca. Yeah. I agree that she should have been the top. So for me, what she was saying was warranted. Mm -hmm. How she was doing it, that's the discussion. It gave the um, delusional kind of (laughs) approach. That's the thing. Like We've seen delusion where delusion is actually delusion. This This wasn't delusion. She deserved it. And she got snubbed. Um, and that's what's really interesting about her edit because this is not the first time she said stuff like this. It's true. It's true. What are they trying to do with Lucy? What are they setting her up to be? I Maybe the contestant that it's so close in their hands. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've predicted all season long based on the story arc and based on the character type that she is fitting into i will i'll place my bet right now i don't know anything but i would bet she's going to be in fifth place 
the same spot you have a Ms. Cracker, Benedict Cram, Jackie Cox, um, the, the, the Katya, these characters who are funny, but are not winners in Rue's eyes yet. Yep. That's the spot I think she's going to fill. And it's unfortunate because she deserves to be in the finale, but I just don't see her getting to the finale the way that they're editing. It's just, yep. It just doesn't make sense. Um, because her track record should be higher, which would get her to the finale, and you don't give her wins or, or high placements if you don't want her there. Mm-hmm. Friends, this is a reality show. The, the producers produce things. It's, it's real. It happens. Um, why did everybody want Selena's Cheetos? Were they just that hungry? I think so. <laughs> okay. I wonder what hour in production they were in for this. Listen, and like I made fun of it all Drag Race Philippines along. There's a reason why they give them food. Right. <laughs> it's funny. Give them food. Um, the other part of this is the, the Lucy thing is the mistress of it all. She just has no filter. She is willing to say what she wants. She is. Is it good for her or is it bad for her? I want to say good and bad. I mean, you got to just choose your words. Choose them. Certainly. Wisely. Absolutely. Wisely. <laughs> um, now, now, Mistress will tell Lucy that runway is a deciding factor. Lucy is like, you didn't like my runway. And Mistress is like, it's cute, but it could have been a little more puffer. And I'm like, girl, you wrong. You wrong. And also the girl's telling her she looked like Donald Duck and Popeye. I was like, yeah, okay, I can see that. But they're all sailors. That all works. It, it fits with the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have Sasha say that this is like Metal Gate again and that Lucy and Malaysia victimized themselves. I don't think that's the case. I don't like the word victimized, playing the victim. It's, a, it's almost in the same world as bullying. Yep. So hearing I, Sasha say it was like, ooh, icky. And we, I wonder, I mean, I'm wondering, wondering what I want to know is what else happened that was not said or seen yes. to us for Sasha. Because we know Sasha knows how to choose their words. Correct. Um, we will have Spice get called out for her trot again. Um, and she's just like, I'm just having fun. I don't think the girls appreciated that. That's the, uh, that's where like mama mistress needs to come in and be like, hi, let's have a talk over here. It's true. Now, now with Lucy being bummed that she was not in the top, Marcia says that they all know what their skill sets are and that the bar is set higher for her. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah, it is. And so do you think Lucy took the wrong part or did she take the right part, did what she had to do? I don't know. I don't know how, what, what else was Lucy supposed to do this episode? I think it's a, I think was the latter of what you just said. Um, did the judge, the judges loved it, liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in drag race with these judges and just production in general, it's like, but what did else? I think you can do as perfect as you can right or what you think you can and the judges are like but what else can you do it really feels like when mistress brought up the runway part of it i was like i'm getting flashbacks to nina west where she did brilliant but they the runways were camp and they did not appreciate the camp of it yes and i feel like that's what they're forcing lucy to fall into again yep for a show that's also 
tries to praise camp but can't praise it in the right ways won't you know um Ari Guillen, do you watch what we do in the shadows? I do not. Neither do I. But apparently the whole cast is a fan of the show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what Harvey said. Now Slash will ask for some improv advice. And Harvey says, always be willing to go the distance and always yes and and be grounded in the moment and in the character. Your answer will always be in character. Now we're going to learn that 50% of the show, what we, what we do in the shadows is improvised. And Sasha will point out that there are writers who are particular about their words. And I was feeling very attacked because I am that person. When I write a, a script, I expect the actors to do what I wrote. Um, but Harvey says that there is always a conversation to be had. Ask for what you want. And I was like, okay, fine. That I, under, that I agree. Yep. Um, because again, like there might be a specific line that is necessary for something later that you don't know because it's not part of your character arc, but for the overall picture, it might be important. Mm-hmm. And then, or I was like, I hope I can implement that in the future. And I was like, oh, poor girl, poor girl. <laughs> the girls will ask if um, Mistress and Malaysia have squashed their beef and they have, they're all good. Um, and then Lucy's like, I'm going to bring it back to me and I wish I was on top of you too. Um, this is going to be the storyline for the rest of the season, isn't it? It really is. Oof, oof. Um, Aura will lip sync one last time. She's going to start packing up and she tells the baby queen, so just know who you are as there are people stepping on you, so don't let them. They're just jealous. Know your worth. Did you hear that, Jeremy? Take that to heart when you officially start drag. Um, I bitch, I think there's like a, a clock. Like You have only a couple months, I said, that you have to be in full geesh. I know. I need to keep practicing. I did eyeshadow makeup for the first okay, time. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. We're starting. We're getting somewhere. Uh, do we have a name? Are we working on the name yet? We're still working on the name. Oh, we, my God. Just text Angela and be like, give me a name, bitch. Literally, literally, we should literally just post a picture of me not in drag. Let's do it. Put a poll out and be like, what drag name would you give Jeremy? Great. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We'll pick a day to do it. Um, send me the picture you desire because I'm sure the one I, any one that I would pick, you'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> send me the picture we'll make it happen um also or gets her letters lucy wants nudes Jax wants nudes do you think she sent them i think they sent them i think they all probably in the group chat have sent each other nudes or they probably have which all- is weird for the twins oh probably not twins are the twins in the chat is the question conspiracy <laughs> theories i don't know i don't know i don't know um now, here's the last thing we're going to discuss here. For those who watch Untucked, we learned that Aura's dad passed away in 2019 and he supported her dragon and would be proud of her. I cannot fucking believe we waited till her leaving the fucking workroom to learn this fact. I'm guaranteeing you that we heard it earlier on. Give us the full edit of the show because now we just learned something really important that people would have loved to hear about. Yep. Something, something that they line. Something they, and I, you know, what's also what I, I feel like was missed, right? Speaking about the cultural experience, right, of being Asian and also queer, right? The whole storyline, right. not even storyline, the whole story of that person gone for, like, yeah, gone because of editing. Because gone. We, we've had Asian contestants on the show before discuss how their family was unsupportive of not only drag, but just them being gay yeah and here we have the story of aura who has a supportive family unit 
that's important to hear and especially for queer asian people out there that yes there is there there is hope there are people who who can listen to you and and hear you and or got done dirty she got done really really dirty done dirty i production needs to rectify this in some way at some point i hope in the future but it's a fact that there could have been a whole convert like a whole conversation had or something that happened in the workroom that we just didn't hear um it did um jessica confirmed it It, when Jax was discussing her um uh adoption that's when they had the conversation Mm. it's there all right burning questions time are you ready I am. What is Aura's legacy? The trade of the season. Obviously the trade of the season. <laughs> um, I I can't wait to meet her at DragCon where I'll be like, uh... <laughs> who won the week? This is a new segment we're doing. Who won the week? Who won the week? Um, I would say... Based on... I mean, I mean, they won. They won the week. Technically, I would say Mistress. I'll give it I mistress. agree. I think Mistress is definitely the winner of the week. She definitely um, showed that she is a contender. Um, yep. She shows she is good at what she does. And she has also shown that Rue loves her. And that's the key to getting far in this show. Exactly. All right. We have a pre planned lip sync Lala Perusa. What shenanigans do you expect? And what will this stupid twist be? I don't know how this. I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe we're at a lot of how last season it was oh my god y'all did terrible at snatch game you have to go lip sync fine that's a storyline this season like well we have an extra episode we have nothing to do with here lip sync like why is someone magically gonna come back because I'm trying to figure out what is this are we trying to eliminate two queens now what's going on I I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect um I'm very nervous um we all remember what the Lollapalooza was last season where it was like, well, this bitch will probably beat anybody. So Jasmine, we're just going to put you in the bottom every time. And you all, Jasmine, you lost guy. Bye. Bye-bye. And I have a fear. I have a fear. I don't want to foreshadow it, but I have a fear. I mean, if we're going to track records, we know who would be next. Yep. And I can't understand how that bitch would ever fucking lose a lip sync. Same. Same. Y'all, we're not telling you the spoiler, but you just got to watch it yourself. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. The, the positive thing is we're going to get to see some queens we have not seen lip sync yet. It's a lip sync. Yep. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, so excited. <laughs> All right. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is... Still in my front runner is Sasha Kobe. I mean, listen, Sasha's definitely getting the airtime. She's going to get it. Um I don't know if the RuPaul Drag Race Cinematic Universe is ready for two winners named Sasha. Um, that's the thing. But um, uh, I'm uh, this episode fucked it up because I I, I think if Sasha was in the top, I'd, I'd go back to Sasha. But I'm telling you, don't count out Mistress Isabel Brooks yet. Yeah, I think she, I Mistress after this episode. I mean, she's been proven in every episode, but. I think solidifying the win. She, she, she could do it, but the thing that might be her downfall is if Rue decides to look at, um, if she's in the final, um, any votes or, or likes from social media. I don't think the fans are going to like much from Mistress, and I don't know if Rue is in the place to uh, be like, no, I'm not going to give the trans icon the win. 
Yep. Uh, so very difficult what's going to happen here. But regardless, what a season. We're almost halfway through it. Can we believe how quickly is the season going? And also, are we going to get a winner sooner than typical is a real question. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out soon. We'll find out soon. Uh, Jeremy, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram at rootless underscore youth. Uh, you can also find my Venmo at jeremy-torres-5. That is the number five and not typing out the word five. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, oh, projects happening. Well, I am booked for a gig tomorrow to do some DEI related stuff. So that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, just keeping it low. Oh, also, my birthday is February 25th. So that's next Saturday. Can you believe it? Coming February up. Over. Um, but yeah, next Saturday is my 27th birthday. Wow, child. You know, I'm a baby. Your baby still. You're always going to be a baby. I am. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Jeremy for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.